Uh, so we're in this series, as Bruce said, Thinking Out Loud. It's not about Ed Sheeran. Uh, the idea is to... <laughs> The idea is to take our thoughts and, uh, you know, what's going on in our heads at the moment and see what God's saying to us through yeah. them. And um, Dom started this series off uh, last week. I have to say, speaking my thoughts is not something that I am particularly good at. <laughs> Over our married life. Yeah. Adam is learning. I'm He's learning. learning. I'm on a journey. I say, tell me what's going on in there. Yeah, I'm a bit of an internalizer. I like to, I like to... It's like kind of have all my ducks in a row in my head before I speak it, but I know that's not necessarily the healthiest way. Not for a marriage. Not for a marriage. Process together. Yeah, yeah, together. <laughs> that's what I need to do. So I'm learning and I'm getting better at it. It's a much more healthy approach. Um, but the idea of this series is for us to uh, cultivate a life where we uh, become master of our thinking. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably Jesus becomes master of our thoughts, yeah. really. Uh, what does it say? It says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ and that's what we want to do now Dom uh, last week told us that actually thoughts are a seed that can adjust the trajectory of our life um, so thinking is, is really powerful and he gave us three actions that we should be taking he, he and Lou did brilliantly last yeah, week they did. Uh, talking about the thoughts relating to all the Black Lives Matter protests and all the things that's going on in the world today uh, but before we went into that he gave three actions that we should take he said these three things he said first of all thoughts must be processed thoughts need to be processed so instead of simply taking the thoughts of everybody around us and making it our own or listening to the news or to the media or mm. looking at the internet or conspiracy theorists instead of saying oh that's my thoughts that's my it's taking it in but then processing it and actually um making sure that it lines up with what we know is true so we have to process the thoughts in proverbs 15 it says the heart of the righteous weighs its answers mm. the heart of the righteous weighs its answers so we have to listen to what people are saying and then we have to process it to measure it to weigh it mm. so thoughts have to be processed he also told us that thoughts have to be tethered and i love this idea of tethering your thoughts like with a rope or a chain to something that's rock solid yeah, it's not a word we use often is it's it? not tether. it's a great it's yeah, i like it maybe they do on pool key because <laughs> they tether boats the boats yeah yeah but tether it's it's making sure you tether your thoughts to something that's even more stable than the thoughts that you're having um uh, so to the reality of christ again take every thought captive tether those thoughts and um, to Christ. Actually, yeah, to Christ. And I think actually the Holy Spirit in us is the filter by which we should weigh all of our thoughts. It's a great filter for us and, and helps us to know actually, is this thought right or is it wrong? Does it mm. go against what God says or is it actually in line with God's thinking? So thoughts have to be tethered. And the third thing you said is thoughts have to be renewed. Okay, and this is not a one-time thing. You don't mm. renew it and then it's done. It's a, it's a constant process. Um, it tells us in Romans uh, to not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by renewing, renewing. our mind. We have to have new thinking, um, new, new thoughts, and so therefore our lives will mm. become transformed. But they're not just new, new, new for the sake of new, are no, they? No, no, they're no. new because they're new to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. So not conforming to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by renewing our mind. And I was thinking it's easy for us to look at the world around us and maybe particularly at the moment and become overwhelmed because we're, we're looking at the world through the lens of a screen yeah. at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. We're looking at either on TV or on Internet or on social media. That's the way we're seeing the world. We're not really out there much engaging with people so much. Mm. And so we have to... Um, be careful about where we let our thoughts 
take us to? And it's easy for us to become overwhelmed and, you know, get sidetracked by conspiracy theories about what has caused the issues. There are so many opinions out there about what's the cause of particularly the, the pandemic that we're in right now. Um, one person says this is the problem and then a hundred other voices speak up and say no 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 these are the these are the problems and this is the solution uh, my eldest son Gideon he's amazing at keeping me in line he's he's always saying you know don't believe everything you see Dad. yeah that's right don't believe it. even yeah. if it's the bbc even yeah. the bbc he yeah. says bbc they're the fountain of all knowledge we right? were even we were watching something fiction last night and yeah. Gideon came in he said you know there's a thought agenda in this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we does. sat there going, yeah, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. But we started talking, didn't we, about we did. what that great. was. And it's great. I think it's really good for us to know that all these um, things coming into our head, all these bombarded with these uh, kind of the stuff on screen, there's an agenda behind it all. And it can get us in knots if we're not careful, if we don't engage with it correctly. It's hard to separate truth from lies, isn't it, sometimes? Mm. And it can leave us dangling in the wind. So what do we do? Do we try and wade through all the information? Do we try and uh, kind of take it all on board and try and get an accurate picture? Do we believe everyone? Do we believe no one? Do we say, okay, I don't think anybody's got anything good to say? Do we simply use lockdown as an excuse to batten down the hatches, bury our head in the sand and try not engage at all with the issues? I think we need a better way. We need, mm -hmm. we need to kind of chart a path through the things that we're seeing. And as I've been thinking about this, here we go. As I've been processing these thoughts, so now okay, I'm thinking out loud right now. tethering and renewing, I hope. Thinking out loud, here I go. I've arrived at two conclusions. Uh, not groundbreaking, I'm sure. I'm sure you've had these thoughts yourself already uh, because uh, they're pretty obvious when you think about it. But come on, we but need come to think on. about the, <laughs> yeah. the, we need to think they about They really help me yeah. actually getting my head around this. And the first thought I had uh, that helped me tether my thinking is I need wisdom i need more yeah, wisdom yeah when i look at what's going on around me i need to be smarter and the good news is uh, in james james jesus's brother in the first chapter he says if any of you lacks wisdom he should ask because yeah. god will give it without finding without fault. finding fault i love that yeah, yeah, i yeah. love that you're not going to get in trouble for asking for wisdom and god will just give it he's amazing and um and i realize i need wisdom maybe you have realized that too. Mm -hmm. And it's a great prayer to pray every day. God, give me wisdom. Yeah. As I filter all these things that I'm being bombarded with, God, give me wisdom. Help me know your thoughts. So as I said, not groundbreaking, but perhaps helpful. The second startling revelation I had is this, and this is gonna sound a little bit egotistical, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. Um, Brace yourself. <laughs> Brace yourself, woo! <laughs> <laughs> the second thought I had was, it's all about me. Okay, it's okay. going to be something else, but yeah. It's all about me. You're worried now, right? Not really. I'm, I'm interested to know what's going to come out, okay. but I'm going to write it down. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to explain myself a little bit. So I was having my quiet time uh, this week, and I was thinking about... You know what? Just word. one quiet time in a week, yeah. No, it's enough. <laughs> no, I was in my. It was actually a Monday's quiet time because I was going to play golf with Dom a little bit later that day. It was so nice going out to play golf. It's but I was, I was having my quiet time, and 
And I was reading, uh, we're going through a Bible reading plan at the moment. Just incidentally, if you're not in a Bible reading plan, we have one at Sunny Hill. The daily fills come out every week mm. on a Monday. Uh, you can get those on the One Group Facebook page, or you can actually write to admin at sunnyhill.church. And there's a little commentary every day, isn't a there? Video so it's, it's a really commentary. great interactive Bible uh, This plan. week, it's Joe and Colin doing oh, the commentary. Oh, fantastic. Joe and Colin Mengel, great guys. So anyway, I was having my quiet time. And in, in the one I'm doing, we came to Psalm 71. And it's a great psalm. I'm just going to get it up on the screen now. David writes this. He says, as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. And I love this idea. Those three words at the beginning, as for me, they really got my juices flowing. This is, this is huge. And I think in the psalm, if you read the psalm, this is like a turning point for David. Um, because... He's been looking at the world around us, kind of like we're doing right now. He's looking at his own world. And commentators say this is happening at a point where Absalom, his son, is trying to uh, steal his kingship. Yeah. And David has to uh, kind of run away from Jeru Jerusalem yeah. with his head between... No, no, not his... Head his tail between his, tail his, between his legs. legs. Not his head between his, his legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do if you've got nausea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, maybe Dom, have nausea. Dom, note to self, if you have nausea... So he's going, he's running from Jerusalem with his tail between his legs. He's taking all these people with him, escaping because he's afraid <laughs> that he's going to get killed. And he's looking at the world around him. And he's, this psalm is going, God, all these people are against me. He's saying people are conspiring together to kill, kill me. Those who want to harm me, he says, talk, I'm far, feeling far from God. He talks about losing his strength. And then he says, as for me, as for me, I will always have hope. And it's almost like he's deciding to shut out the world, shut out all these problems out there, and he's going to focus on me. He said, as for me. And for this brief moment, he just turns the focus to himself. He says, all this is going on, it's hard. I can't solve it. I can't get my head around it. But as for me, I'm going to do the next right thing. Mm. And in this moment, he's saying, I'm going to have hope and I'm going to praise God more and more and I think this is such a great thought for us right now when the, when we're feeling overwhelmed by everything that's external by all the things going on maybe for a moment we can just stop thinking about those trying to solve those and just say okay what do I need to do what's my next right step what's the right step for me and this is where we need to make sure that our thoughts are tethered to God through the Holy Spirit because mm -hmm. he will guide us mm -hmm. to our next right step. I think um, just seeing that on the chat room there's a lady called um, Jackie. Um, she's written a, f a fantastic, but you know, very real uh, parental issue. Um, she's trying to help um, her child to cope with the news around him yeah. and she's aware that all the all the things that he's taking in from the news, they can cause a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and yet, as parents, they've tried to put really, uh, really good and godly yeah. principles into his mind. And I think even as adults, we don't just rely on our upbringing, do we? Some of us have had uh, great and secure upbringings, and some of us have had really rough time. Yeah. And I think when we remember um, daily, by reading the Word, by having a quiet time, by, as you say, kind of just cutting off for a moment, unplugging for a moment, and just plugging into God, then we're reminded about what is real and what is eternal, yeah. which means that when the, when the 
information of the day when the news because it's important isn't it we want to stay connected we want to know what's going on yeah. in our world and in the minds of our neighbors um when that happens we can still tether it yeah. to that quiet time and the one true god who is there with us in our, the quiet of our room yeah. when we're having that that time in the bible yeah and i love it for david in this moment he was um the next right step for him was to Actually, I'm just going to focus on the hope that I've got. I'm always going to have hope and I'm going to praise God more and more. And he kind of uses this change uh, to change his whole outlook. And if you read from that point on in the psalm, his whole words change. He says now, uh, my mouth will tell of your righteous deeds. I will proclaim your mighty acts. Yeah. Since my youth, God, you've yes. taught me. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. Who is like you, God? Though I have seen troubles many and bitter, you restore my life again. And this is, it's a wonderful pivot point it's a wonderful turning point for david in the psalm mm. when i was growing up i used to get books from the library and there was this kind of series of books i used to enjoy called and you remember these choose your own adventure do you yeah I, I do i do i didn't really read them but i, I, I used to love these <laughs> choose your own adventure and what would happen is you'd get to the end of a chapter or in a cliffhanger in the book in the story yeah and it would give you a choice it would say if you want to fight the dragon, turn to page 71. If you want to run away in the opposite direction, turn to page 84. And it would go through this, and you'd go through the story, and you would kind of choose how you wanted the story to yeah, go, how good. you wanted a path to go. And I think this is yeah. this is what we can do. We get to choose our yeah, own adventure. Very good, very by not good. Letting, by not letting uh, kind of the narration that we have in the world kind of say, you've got to go this way. No, no, no. As for me... I'm going to do this. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to do something different to what you're saying that I should do. As for me, I'm going to choose my own adventure. And really all life is at the end of the day is a is a series of choices that lead to the next choices and as long as we're making the next right choice, yeah. we will end up in the right place. Um we don't have to try and solve the whole world's crisis unless unless, unless God has asked you to. That's the step yeah. that God is asking you to take. And if he does, I think he will give Come you the grace. On. He will give you the grace to handle that. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, actually, during lockdown, we faced a number of uh, quite big challenges, which I won't go into the detail of. But I think I'm aware sometimes that if it's a challenge that God has sort of prompted me towards, has sort of nudged me towards, I can cope with far more, yeah, yeah. like, Absolutely. you know, chaos and yeah. uncertainty. And, yeah. you know, we've got a lot more faith, a lot more what I'd call grace or strength to deal with that one thing yeah. than something that I've just thought, oh, that would be quite a good thing to do. I know I'll do that. And then, my goodness, it's just stressful. So I think, you know, listening, following God's um, prompting, which is one of the things we've been exploring in one group, actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. I love it. Somebody's written here, choose hop. I think, um, yeah, yeah choose, choose hope. Ha uh, choose hop and barley. That's something different. And that's where we get beer from. Yeah. Uh, no, don't choose that. That's not, not too often one. anyway. Not too often. Yeah. Um, so I love this idea, this as for me. And I think if we all said that, if we all made that decision to say, as for me, I'm going to do the next right thing. Mm. I think those issues in the world and those circumstances would just shrink dramatically, actually, yeah. if we were all to do that. So we find these words, as for me throughout the bible i think i saw over a hundred times wow i'm going to highlight As just 98 of them not okay. really no, no, no. just a few more i yeah. think i've got four more turn the oven down <laughs> <laughs> how long you got um uh, captive audience right here um now I've, just got, I've chosen four 
other positions in the Bible where this as for me comes in because I think we can learn some great things. So Joshua, this is probably the most famous of the as for me statements. Joshua's getting towards the end of his life. He's seen a lot and he calls all the elders and the leaders and the judges of Israel together. And he starts to tell them about all the things that God has done. He's reminding them, saying, look, you remember, we were in Egypt, we were slaves, and God brought us out of Egypt. And then he brought us to the Red Sea, and he parted the sea, and we walked through it. And then he had us in the wilderness, where he looked after us and provided for all our needs. And then he brought us into the promised land, and we were able to overthrow the uh, city of Jericho, and all these other cities. And he's reminding them of all the good, how God has been faithful to them. And then he ends with this great statement. Uh, in verse 15, he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. So he says, I've just told you what God has done. I've reminded you, but you still get to choose. You get to choose what your next action is going to be. He says, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. He says, you can choose to follow the pattern of this world if you want to. And then he says, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, come on. As for me, we're going to serve the Lord. And I love this. I love this kind of, I imagine him got a mic there. And he just (laughs) drops the mic at that moment. Boom. As for me, you do what you want. As for me and my house, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep serving the Lord. You get to choose uh, what you do. Um, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I can't control the decisions and the no. choices that you make. Yeah. But what I can control is what I'm going to do. Yeah. The only person you can control is yourself. That's right. right? The only person you can yeah. control is yourself. But I mean, we can also invite the Holy Spirit to control us, can't yeah, we? That's true. Yes. Yeah. 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 In fact, I think in I think it says in Galatians, let the Holy Spirit fill you and control you. Yeah. Let let him let him let yeah. him it's control you. To do yeah. that. To I do often that. pray that prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit, control me. I, I give you permission. Yeah, it's yeah. a good prayer. Okay, now that's the first one. Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The second one, I'm going to move quite quickly through these. Another man coming towards the end of his life, Abraham. He's one of the big guns in the, in, the, in the Bible. <laughs> um, and he says to his servant, uh, look, I'm getting to the end of my life. I need you to go and find a bride for my son Isaac. And I need you to go back to where my people are from. And so the servant makes this huge journey back to where his own people come from. And when he gets there, he sits by a well, the Mm. servant does, and he sits down and he prays. He says, God, make me successful. Keep on showing kindness to my master. Make me successful, God. And the great thing is, before he's even finished the prayer, God answers it. Uh, A a young, beautiful girl comes out to the well and she offers him water and then she offers to water his camels and the servant's going wow this is what i just prayed and god you've answered this immediately and he says we find this in the book of genesis chapter 24 uh from verse 26 he says then the man the servant bowed down and worshiped the lord saying praise be to the lord the god of my master abraham who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master and then he says as As for for me the lord has led me on this journey as for me the lord has led me and i was thinking (laughs) what does it take for the lord to lead us it takes us following it takes us being obedient the servant had to be obedient as for me i'm going to stay obedient lord lead me guide my steps show me the right path give me the right 
thoughts. In fact, yesterday I was out with Gideon in the car and we were talking about um, we were talking about his job that he starts tomorrow. He's got yes. a new job that he, he Tuesday, begins I think, actually. on Tuesday. And he was saying to me, uh, Dad, I don't think it's I don't think it's something I want to do forever. Mm. You know, am I doing the right thing? And I said, well, it kind of doesn't matter that you don't want to do it forever. You just need to know that it's the next right thing. Mm. You need to know, actually, if you're being obedient in this step, even though you know it's not the forever step, yeah. that's the right thing. And, you know, whether how, however long you're in this job for, whatever you're going to be, you know, how long you're going to be doing it for, that's okay. Because you then just have to be obedient and wait for God to open the next door, which he will. Yeah. If you're being obedient, God will keep showing you the next part. And so often it's those, it's those strange temporary experiences yeah. that build in you skills and character. Yeah, that's right. But actually, it says, doesn't it, um, in the Word of God, uh, if you're faithful with little, he will give you much. That's and right. I think when you're faithful with whatever is in front of you, yeah. um, somehow God uses that to build you up as a person. Yeah. Um, and then years down the line, you look back and go... I, I didn't make that choice on purpose, yeah, but yeah. actually God had a purpose for that and choice. And sometimes it's it's these small decisions that turn out to be kind of defining moments mm. and you don't realise it at the time. Um, and you just need to be obedient. You need to let God take you on the journey. What does it say? It says, uh, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to show you the destination, but he will show you just the, next, the path ahead. The yeah. path ahead, the next step that you need good. to take. Yeah. So... As for me, I'm going to listen and respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in my life. Mm -hmm. let, let God take me on the journey. Amen. Number three, the third one. Another guy coming towards the end of his life. What is it about these guys coming towards the end of their life? They suddenly get wisdom. Well, there's clarity, isn't there? Maybe there is. There Maybe is. that's it. Young people you need to listen yeah. to old people. They've yes. got more experience yes. and wisdom right there. Come on, our older adults. Come on. Absolutely. This is part of being a next generational church, though, isn't it? It is. Is, is our yeah. older adults feeding in to the next generation. I love it. Um, Bill and Glenda, um, oh, who are in my small group and are in their, I hope I get this right, 80s. Um, and they was just no, saying... they're only 40s. <laughs> Oh no! But they were saying at small group this week how much they love being part of Sunny Hill, where there's a, there's a church here that really believes that the next generation aren't just adults in waiting, but yep. they're able to minister now, and our older adults are able to feed into our young people. Yeah, that's where we get wisdom from. So there's this guy Samuel, who's coming towards the end of his life, and he gives a farewell speech in chapter 12 of Samuel 1. So he, again, kind of like Joshua does, he calls all Israel together. He says, "Look, I've set a king over you." I have kind of set you up now with, with Saul, King Saul. Yep. said, I can't do what I have been doing. I've been traveling all over the place to all the towns and cities. I've been helping you judge your, your conflicts and I've been uh, feeding into you, telling you what God is saying. Um, I can't, can't do that anymore. But remember what God has done. Yeah. And then he does what Joshua does. He sort of recounts all that God has done for the, for the, uh, for the people of Israel. And then the people go, oh no, they get in a bit of a panic. They say, what are we going to, you know, how do we know we're going to make the right decisions? Will you pray for us, Samuel? And Samuel says this great thing in verse 23. He says, as, as for, for me, me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. As for me, I'm not going to stop praying yeah. for you. Although I'm getting old, 
although I can't, uh, I'm not as nimble as I was, I can't travel the length and breadth of Israel anymore. Well, none of us can travel at the moment, but we can all <laughs> no, pray, can't we? we? Can, exactly right. Oh. Uh, right. He says, uh, you know, I, your choices and your decisions are out of my control, but yeah. I am not going to stop praying. In fact, right. he says, you know, if I did stop praying, that would be sinful, right. is what he wow. says. Uh, far be it from me that I should uh, sin against God by not praying for you. As for me, I'm going to keep praying for you. And this is simply, definitely something we can say at this time. I don't have the ability to fix all these nationwide issues or global issues. I don't have the ability to fix all my local community issues. I sometimes don't even have the ability to fix the issues in my own family. But what I can do, as for me, mm. I can pray. Absolutely. I can hand Absolutely. it to the one yeah, who's got right. the answers yeah. who can fix the issues. Yeah. And that's just great, isn't it? Changes the me, world. It changes, changes the, the world. world. To the one who does help. One more example, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, and for my final example, this is from another psalm. It was actually in our Bible reading today, quite by chance, actually. Okay. Psalm 73. Um, and this is not David this time. This is a guy, a uh, temple worker called Asaph. Yes, Asaph. Uh, Asaph, who's written a number. I think quite he wrote few, 12 yeah. of the psalms. I think this might be the first one in the book of Psalms, Psalm 73. Uh, and it's so good. I'm going to read you a section of this psalm in just a minute. Uh, the reason I picked this is because it's different to all the other examples I've given. See, all those other examples, they're all about looking outwards and saying, look, these are the issues that we're facing. There's all this going on in the world. And then focusing down, as for me. On this psalm, it's slightly different. Asaph is actually focusing on himself, but not in a good way. And I think this is good for us. We can learn, okay. we can learn from this. Um, uh, so he describes his internal struggles, the crisis he's going through. He says things like, my feet have almost slipped. And he says, I'm envying the prosperity of those mm. who I see around me who are not doing the right thing, but they're feels like they're being successful. He says, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. pure yeah. He said, all day long I've been afflicted. When my heart was grieved, my spirit in... Hey, we're back. Hello. We're back. All right. I think that, that was a little sympathy cutout, I think. Yeah. You know, Dom and Lou, they've been through it week after week after week. And you know, if everything had gone smoothly today, They'd have felt like fails, you know? I'm just looking so. on uh, <laughs> Facebook here. Are we back? Here we are. There we are. So welcome back. Sorry about the delay there. Hopefully you had some time to digest Adam's first points, right? I hope we got past my first point, didn't well, we? Well, second. Well, up to where we got to. We're up to the fourth one. Psalm, up to the last one, weren't we? Psalm 73. Yeah. And Asaph uh, that's right. is having yeah. a good old whinge. He is. About how the, the people who aren't serving God seem to be having it good. Yeah. And he's feeling um, not so great about that. So hopefully you're back with us on Facebook. Um, I don't know why the service, what happened? Well, I do know why the software that we were using crashed. It crashed. No control, nobody did anything, nobody pulled out anything, it just died. So it happens. Keeps you humble. <sighs> okay, so yeah, all these internal struggles that I'm now going through. <laughs> all right, let's, um, uh, let me go through and let's bring this, let's bring this plane down yeah, to pe land. People are just gradually coming back on. Are they coming back, back on? on so, Should we wait yeah. a minute, do you think? Yeah, I have to say some of the chat rooms were blaming Caleb, who is nowhere oh, near no. here. Yeah. Oh. But we had a little bit of an issue last week and Caleb had plugged his PlayStation in. He pulled something out and plugged his PlayStation in. Yeah. He's That's never going to outlive that. No, and that wasn't, he? He, he wasn't even here today. That wasn't no. him at all. We can't. And Eliza is watching Tangled in the other room, so, um, so she's she good. can't be blamed either. <laughs> so. 
Yeah. Any jokes appreciated. It's so. just little tech rabbits yeah. in there, in the system. Yeah, I, it's, oh, it's frustrating. But hey, there we go. We can, we can move on and we can say, as for me, I'm not going to let that get me down. No? Yeah! Nice, you know, yeah. segue into, into, into the message. So, where were we? We're with Asaph. Asaph has written the Psalm 73 and it's all about his own, he's looking at himself, he's going, oh, it's all, it's all mm-hmm. bad. Um, not like the other examples where they're all looking outwards. He's looking inside and saying, yeah. I'm just feeling this. And then he finds his breakthrough. And it's in Psalm 73. I'm just going to read you a passage uh, before we get to the, the key verse. But he says, yet, he says, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven? But you. I love that line. Whom have I in heaven but you? I in heaven but you. What's the point unless it's you, God? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. Then he says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart. Come on. And my portion forever. He says, those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. And then he said, but as As for for me, me, it is good to be near God. As for me, it is good to be near God. As for me, I'm going to place myself in the vicinity of God. I'm going to put myself where he is. I'm going to make sure that my relationship with him Mm. is primary, is the most important. As for me, I've discovered the goodness and the blessing that comes from being close to God. What happens when we draw near to God? He draws near to us. He draws near to us. That's a promise. When we draw near to him, he draws near to God. So even when I'm facing all these internal battles, and I'm wondering how many of us, certainly over, over the last three months, have gone through those moments or days where we just feel, oh, I just don't feel good. Yeah. I'm not feeling right. It's, and it's all the internal, all the struggle is inside us. Yeah, nothing's changed on the outside. Nothing's changed on the outside. But actually we can, we can take ourselves down into this spiral. Mm. Um, but even when I'm facing these internal battles, even when I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, even when it feels like I don't have the answers to the external questions or the, to the internal pressures that I'm feeling, as for me, I'm going to draw near to God. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be near to God. So, yeah. what do we do? Uh, I'm just going to uh, finish this now. He says, we're going to, as for me, we're going to do all these things. We're going to make the next right decision. We're going to take the next right step. We're going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is calling us to be. We're going to be obedient to the journey that God is bringing us on. Everyone else can choose something different. The whole world has a pattern and can and say this is the way you should go but as for me mm-hmm. i'm going to choose the next right thing really good it's it's moving away from the the complexities of the world and i love actually it's a, a winston churchill quote uh, and i love this quote it's one of my favorite quotes he says out of uh, out of intense complexities intense simplicities emerge and I think, you know, when we're getting bogged down in all the complexities of life, actually, let's just bring it down to the to this simple statement. Yeah. As for me, what do I need to do? What's the next right thing that I need to do? Let's keep it mm. simple. Yeah. And to be fair, those those two points that you made at the beginning, which you said were incredibly simple and obvious. Yeah. I need wisdom and it's all about me. Yeah. 
that those are the the boiling down of incredibly complex situations yeah. they're, they're not that simple to 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 anyone who was really um, lived through the, no, no, the kind no. of complexities that asaf was experiencing yeah. they're not that simple they are they are profound yeah. Um, yeah so so let me just remind you of the five examples maybe there's some helpful things in this and as for me I will always have hope yes. as for me and my home we're going to serve the Lord yeah. yes. Amen. as for me I'm going to follow whatever journey he's leading me to mm -hmm. as for me I am not going to stop praying for the people and situations around me mm -hmm. as for me I am going to stay near to God mm -hmm. let me just pray and I pray and then we'll wrap up. Is that yep, good? Yeah. Lord God, I pray uh, for your hand on everybody who's engaging with this service right now. Uh, Lord, I pray that the uh, tech issues won't uh, kind of interrupt uh, people's desire to know more of you, God. And I pray that as we maybe take these simple ideas and put them into practice, as we say, as for me, yeah. we're going to lean into you more and more, that we will see a change not only now in our, in our own lives, in our own circumstances, but in the world around us. Yeah. We would see uh, your kingdom come and your will be done here in yeah. us as in heaven. Yeah. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the teaching that we can um, put into practice. We thank you that you are with us. Amen. 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 Amen.